This is Connected Nation, a podcast focused on all things broadband. From closing the digital divide to improving your internet speeds, we talk technology topics that impact all of us, our families, and our communities. On today's podcast, we're talking with Emily Jordan, the Vice President of Connect K-12, which is a free online resource focused on helping school district leaders and state decision makers improve classroom and school network internet connectivity. This is a critical need amplified by the pandemic as teachers and students rely on those networks to learn virtually and in the classroom. Today, we learn how Connect K-12 can help improve those connections and provide guidance and support for our state and school district leaders as they work to help more kids across the country. I'm Jessica Denson, and this is Connected Nation. I'm Jessica Denson, and today we're talking with Emily Jordan, Vice President of Connect K-12, a new resource for school districts across the country. Welcome, Emily. Hi, thanks so much for having me. We're excited to talk about this new resource um, that could really help a lot of kids and teachers and schools across the country. But let's begin with the basics. Share with our audience what Connect K-12 is exactly. We called it a resource, but in what way is it that? Sure. So as you mentioned, Connect K-12 is a new free website that provides broadband data and pricing information for school district and state leaders. There's a range of customizable data throughout of it, throughout the whole site to uh, make school district internet speed and pricing info transparent and easy to use and easily accessible. And why is that important that that even is transparent? So we've aligned our work to focus on um, the goal set by the FCC, which is to achieve one megabit per second per student of bandwidth in all K-12 schools. So this is important because we know, especially now, that digital learning is an increasing part of every student's education. And so we want to make sure schools know what's out there and and make it really easy for them to get the speeds and at the cost they, they need for their students. And um, just for our audience understanding, there is a federal program called the E-Rate program that this um, really is integrated or set up to help with. Can you explain a little bit about what the E-Rate program is and how Ooh. this um, resource can help schools with that? Absolutely. So the E-Rate program allows schools to apply for funds to use towards their school broadband costs. So whether it's the connection, the transport, um, or some of the equipment. So we show data on how much E-Rate funding is applied for each at each state and district has applied for in the previous year with the intention that that encourages them to continue to use this program while seeking these upgrades. Um, so we report on uh, historical trends of bandwidth speeds and the cost of connectivity at the state and national levels. Um, and we provide current school district contract metrics to help um, leaders seek those best opportunities when walking into those contract conversations with their providers. And I've had an opportunity to look at this website and play around with it some, and it, and I can I can attest to how easy it is to just put in your local school district and see what other what the pricing is through there, what what's gone on there historically. Um, was was there really a point or that was made to make this sim- simple for school district leaders and state leaders to use to improve their schools? Absolutely, I think. Right now, the school district leaders or the tech leaders in the school space are the busiest, most in-demand professionals. So, you know, we wanted to make sure that all of the state and school district data and the corresponding graphics um, were presented in a way that was easy to understand. um, And and they're also downloadable. So they're easy takeaway resources to bring into those negotiation contract uh, conversation, contract conversations um, so that they these 
leaders are empowered and don't feel like it's one more thing that they're responsible for because we can just show them the straight data and they can see, okay, my area, someone else is, is getting this deal and I could upgrade and have this deal. And, and it, you know, it's, we hope to promote ad action from, from this data, you know, within the informed knowledge. And uh, it's important that this, this resource is a hundred percent free for school districts and school leaders and uh, state leaders, correct? It is, and it will be that way for the next five years um, to follow along, like I mentioned, that FCC goal to get all schools to that one megabit per second per student um, bandwidth. So we, it is, it will be there and it will never cost you anything. Okay. For someone like me or, or, or say my dad or something to understand what you mean by expanding the ba- bandwidth, why is that important for a school? So the more bandwidth you have, the better your students can access digital tools. If you have less bandwidth, they can't, you know, they can't all be streaming something. There, there's a, there's a, there's a capacity problem there, right? So especially because we know, you know, all of this at-home learning has has increased digital learning tools, but also devices that will eventually come back to the school buildings. Those networks need to be able to capacitate that. So you can't run the same way that you had been when you were only using d- digital learning you know, a quarter of the time. And now it's probably, it's definitely much more than that. So what's um, something that surprised me over the last year or two is even before the uh, pandemic is doing stories with schools and they don't even, many of them don't even have chalkboards anymore. So of course, classrooms don't look anything like they did when, when I was there, right? Like I had PowerPoint uh, overhead projectors that had, that was the most tech savvy thing in my like third grade class, but that, you know, students now have tech everywhere at home in their classrooms you know in their cars and and you know people have different opinions on that but we've seen teachers you know before the pandemic 81% of teachers saw great value in learning digital tools and and realistically those students are going to continue to grow up in a world that is tech infused everywhere so so it's only right that we we equip them with all these skills to be a successful adult in this this ever changing world um, long before the pandemic, there was something called that was dubbed the homework gap. It, it affected 12 million students across the country, which meant that they would have access at home, but not, I mean, have access at school, but not at home. And, um, a lot of these technology relies on those school networks. Can you talk a little bit about what it has meant, especially given what's happened with the pandemic for us not to have those short up school networks or to have the connectivity that these kids need? Sure. how that has impacted them. So as we might know or should know, school de- school buildings are anchor institutions for their communities. So families and students rely on their resources, not just broadband ones, right, but like food and other other resources of the benefit of going to a school. Um, and the pandemic only highlights that the access to broadband is a top priority. So in recent years, only about a third of students use digital learning tools for schoolwork outside of the classroom where this year the number reached 100%, right, of students that that had to use online learning. Um, So COVID really exposed that gap. So schools were challenged to support their teachers and students offsite while ensuring their networks are ready um, to capacitate much more digital learning. And um, just, I just want to digress slightly. Um, You, you lead the Connect K-12 program and you actually have had experience in education, correct? Yes. So um, just to, to, 
to separate those two things, Connected Nation is carrying forward um, the legacy of Education Superhighway with our work, and we partner with Funds for Learning. So I'm on the side of you know promoting the tool and really leading the, the program, um, but we do have that partnership and that history. Um, but personally, yeah, I was a I was a special education teacher for six years um, in various parts of the country, and so I I know there's such a variety of technology that really is integrated in the classroom and in the student process, you know, specifically, again, my, my background with special ed, there are so many devices and, and support technology that, that, that use a, use a Wi-Fi connection, use a broadband connection to, um, you know, support these learners. So um, this is a really, this hits home really hard for me because I know, I know the reality of what these teachers and students need. That background is probably essential for helping schools understand can connect K-12 and how it can help them, I would I would venture to guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's move forward to uh, what happened in November. The, the resource was officially launched. As part of that launch, Connected Nation released an executive summary on the current state of connectivity in U.S. schools. For our audience's sake, I'll include a link to that full report in the description of this podcast. But Emily, can we talk a little bit about what was found in that report? What, what are some uh, important um, pieces that were in that that give us an idea of the current state of connectivity in our schools in the U.S.? Of course. So I will say first that our data came from um, kind of two sources or one source with some help. So we we took all of our data extracted from the Form 471s, which is what schools use to apply for that those E-rate funds that we talked about earlier. And from there, we then went back to the schools or the, the leaders in each state to kind of validate that and make sure what, what we had was was accurate. So we're, we're pretty confident. We're really proud of, of of where we got, you know, all our information and how how it looks, and so we feel confident that the, the data and numbers are accurate. Um, and with that, forty seven percent of districts nationwide are meeting that one megabit per second per student goal already, which um, it represents fifteen point four million students and about six thousand one hundred thirty two school districts. So that's that's incredible, and largely in part to the commitments made by state leaders already to prioritize upgrades in school broadband. However, about 31.9 million students still don't have access to bandwidth needed for digital learning to happen in every classroom every day. So about 67% of students, more than half, um, still act, still need access to a scalable broadband for, for digital learning. So we're hoping with the data available on Connect K-12, um, we know that 33% of students can be, or uh, districts, excuse me, can be upgraded in the 2020. 2020-2021 school year. That is such a mouthful. Um, <laughs> so, and that means that there's there's we have informed data available to about 4,300 school districts nationwide to help them leverage when they're renewing their broadband contracts. And that will only bring that 47% of all districts higher. And that that's what that's what we want. So some other things we 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 reported on and kind of noticed in our findings was that during the pandemic, 93% of teachers now report, you know, this is obvious, providing at least some kind of online instruction. <laughs> yeah. So broadband access is just so crucial now after the hurdles we jumped in 2020. Um, we, we hope, Connect K-12 hopes to, to build on the momentum and commitments that school districts have, have been forced to make. And, and, you know, the urgency was there to make network upgrades so that they're, they're fully equipped and they, they don't go backwards once we have a vaccine and the pandemic is, quote, quote, over, you know. <laughs> Those are some interesting numbers, and they do give us a good picture of the 
classroom connectivity across the United States. And um, you can, again, find that online and I'll make sure and have a link to that in this podcast. Um, Emily, I really want to thank you for taking part in this, but are there any other final thoughts or takeaways you want to leave our audience with some actionable things that school leaders or, or people who care about their community schools or state leaders should be doing in the next week, month and so forth? Yeah, absolutely. I, I my first thing is check out the site, connectk12.org. Um, play around on it. Look at look at what's happening, you know, near you in your state. Um, I, I believe that anyone can be an advocate for this. Parents, teachers, students, and and our resources free. So it's there for people to explore and and be aware so that they can help inform some action. Um the E-rate, there'll be another E-rate cycle where schools will be applying for all their this funds we talked about um, to support their broadband in their schools after the first of the year, closer to like the end of January. We don't have a date yet, but that's a good time to, you know, this time now is great to know where you are, where you want to be, how many of your schools or how many of your students are kind of at that goal level. Um, we Again, we want our insights to be actionable because every student is entitled to digital learning in every classroom every day. Well, that's a great place to leave it, and I would say that we echo that for sure. Thank you, Emily. Uh, Our guest today is Emily Jordan, Vice President of Connect K-12. We really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. If you'd like to learn more about Connect K-12 or want to make sure your school district or state leaders are aware of this free resource, head to connectk12.org. You can also email Emily directly at support at connectk12.org. I'm Jessica Denson. Thanks for listening to Connected Nation. If you like our show and want to know more about us, head to connectednation.org or look for the latest episodes of Connected Nation on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Pandora, or Spotify.